This is a Hot Pie Media Original. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Quorum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Michael Steiner. Dr. Steiner holds a PhD in organizational psychology and serves as the chief of staff at Southeastern University. His research focused on the effects of social networks in onboarding new hires, and he frequently guests lectures on team dynamics and strategy building. In today's episode, we discuss how to get more done in less time through leveraged actions. If you're a leader at home or at work, you are going to love Michael's practical insights on this topic. But before we get into this discussion, if you love The Blueprint, please take a few moments to leave us a comment and review on the Apple Podcast app, as this is one of the best ways that you can support the podcast. But now, it's time to lean in and learn from the best. Michael, thank you so much for joining me today on The Blueprint. Um, I want to know, I'm really interested, how did you get into organizational psychology? Yeah, so that's a long, uh, long, long story, but it all started for me back with um, wanting to to really get into full-time ministry, right? So how does that work? How do you go from full-time ministry <laughs> to organizational psychology? Um, at the end of the day, as I started studying about ministry, started internships and even working a little bit on the front side of it, what I realized is that um, ministry is great at a lot of different things where there's areas to improve or where we need to grow is how do we create a culture where we work better, where we work together more cohesively as a team. And so at the end of the day, we call that leadership, right? That's, that's yeah. just kind of the big subdomain of leadership. And so at first I thought, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to do an MBA master's of business administration. Let me learn how to crunch numbers, how to do some analysis on that side of it. Then from there it was like, okay, this is good, but I need that next level. What's that next part of like, how do you actually get a group of people to work together to create something bigger than themselves? And so um, organizational psychology is the mother discipline of leadership. So Peter Drucker, Kuz and Posner's, um, all those guys were, um, uh, John Cotter were IO psychs. Uh, they were mm-hmm. psychologists, some of them actually therapists before they ever started talking about leadership. And so all the kind of roots of that discipline of that leadership discipline started in IO psych. So that's, that's what started it for me. It's how I discovered the discipline and uh, haven't looked back ever since. How long was the, is a five-year program? Yeah, it's a five-year program. It was the uh, Chicago School of Professional Psychology. Um, they're one of the top-rated online distance cohort programs, so that worked best for kind of where I was at with life. I had young kids, yeah. uh, married, that kind of thing, and uh, but it was fun flying up every single year up to Chicago, uh, getting to do a cohort, and then doing the rest of it distance. And so my um, my research was specifically on social networks and the impact of social networks on helping new people become adjusted to an organization. So how does the network of the organization, the web of connections help new people? And it's been been a fun, fascinating story. That is fascinating. I think that's going to be another conversation for another time, but for sure, everybody knows when you get onboarded to a new team, that it can be a really good experience, a really bad experience. But Mm -hmm. the first question I want to ask you today is from a leadership standpoint, when you're working with teams, how do you get more done Mm. in less time because we all are confined to 24 hours a day and hopefully we're confining our work hours to maybe eight to 10 hours a day. How do I get more done in less time? Love it. Love that question. And the answer is simply leveraged action, 
right? So leverage, the concept of leverage, if you're familiar with finance at all, and I know some of your listeners may be the idea of leveraging money, right? So you take your money to go get other money and use that money to make more money. You can do the same thing with your time. And what that means is you've got to invest in actions that have repeatable results without any more effort. That's a big statement to say something as simple as like a checklist, right? So one of my favorite leveraged actions that most people don't take advantage of is creating a checklist. So if you want something done a specific way and you want it done at the same quality, the best thing to do is to create a seven point checklist, right? And so if you write it out once, you never have to write it out again. And then you never have to think about it again because that action leverages the time you invested to get you repeatable results. That makes so much sense. Why seven points? Um, seven points. This is uh, from the Checklist Manifesto. Highly encourage anybody to, to outline it. He um, And the, his, the author's name is slipping me right now. But in that book, he did a mass study of uh, hospitals that implemented the checklist system, working with the uh, World Health Organizations. And what they found is that seven is kind of the golden range of getting enough accuracy without create, becoming too prescriptive and becoming too mm. cumbersome. And so what they've done across the, one of the, um, one of the most brilliant ones was setting up uh, people for surgery, right? So creating a checklist to make sure that everything was disinfected. And just by having a simple checklist that the nurse can, can enforce, that anybody can enforce, dramatically reduce the rates of reinfections of infections from the surgery because people weren't forgetting things, just having it having it up in front. Um, the checklist was born out of the, the uh, aviation industry back in the day. So before we were all familiar with flight checklists, right? Pilots right. are always going through that. Before they had that, uh, it was like basically a 50-50 shot whether or not you'd survive in a plane because everybody was doing things differently. There was no mm. crowd control all the way through World War II. And at the end of World War II, they said, you know what? We can't keep throwing our pilots up and letting them die like that. We got to create a system. So they started creating these standard checklists. And again, the golden rule is three to seven, three to seven things for everything that you would want. And so right now, any pilot can enter any plane and be able to fly it with high levels of competency because of that one leveraged action. High performance isn't just for elite athletes or billionaires with unlimited resources. In my newsletter adaptation, I provide you simple and efficient high performance tools and resources that you can use to unlock your potential. And when you sign up, you'll receive my ultimate sleep cheat sheet, a simple guide to optimizing your sleep. So sign up now at www.ericcorum.com. Now back to the show. That makes so much sense. It sounds like you're pretty much duplicating yourself. Yes. Yep. It's the only way to clone yourself for sure. <laughs> for um, sure. So when, as, as the chief of staff at a university, how are you implementing this? Like, especially with like your executive leadership team. Right. So a, one great example of a place where we really get a lot of time reduction from this, right. Is, um, so we talked about checklists. Another one that I love is called templating. So this is where you create a, a, a template of things. And so one of the ones that we created was um, that we've done is creating frequently asked question templates for emails, right? So like our office, specifically the office of the president gets tons of emails, so many emails. Oftentimes they're emails asking the same question over and over and over and over again. Well, rather than taking the time to respond to them the same way over and over and over again, you create a checklist of frequently asked questions. You pre-write it, put it on a Google doc, and you just send the link. That's all you do. Or you have the link on the website, or you have it there as the autoresponder. So now I don't have to spend so much time in that email 
because it's already been answered for you and you can give the person a place to go look at it. And that's a simple thing anybody can implement um, to really reduce time on things like emails and those kind of slow, low, lower level tasks. That makes so much sense because then you just respond with like a one sentence or two sentence email like, hey, thanks so much for reaching out. Your question can be answered right here and probably some other ones that you're asking and it's just a link to the FAQ. Mm-hmm. How could you implement this in your home? Yeah, so uh, you know, a great thing to do is um, uh, map out things that you do frequently, right? So, so uh, um, a great book for for people to read is called Systematology by David uh, David Jennings, and what he walks through is map out all the processes, all the things that you do frequently, right? So, first, create a giant list. In my home, we have shopping day, we have laundry day, we have. Uh, you know, uh, sports teams, you have all these different things. So you map out all the things you've got to get done to keep everything running smoothly. Then you start going and saying, okay, what are the pieces that I could template or I could checklist or I could delegate to one side where it's one central spot where everybody can get their questions answered, those kind of things. And you just create a shared Google Doc right? So you put a little bit more time in on the front end, outlining those kind of things, mapping it out, but then you never have to touch it again because it's right there for your family to reach. So you know exactly, okay, every single Friday we need to buy X, Y, and Z, right? So you can take that, you can delegate it. So you can send that list to, um, you know, your wife, if you're, if, or your husband, right? So your wife said, Hey, just here's the list. Here's the list, right spot. Or you send it to your kids. So, you know, Chaos is happening, right? Life is coming at you. Different schedules are changing and moving and all that kind of piece. Now, but we've got one central spot, one repeatable spot where we don't forget something, right? Because it's hit to somebody. It's delegated to somebody. So you got your teenage daughter and you say, oh, here's the list. Here's exactly what I need you to get. Here's where it is for you. So you can just go through. Don't think about it. Boom, boom, boom. Check the list. And it's repeatable on that side. It makes so much sense because... I think one of the biggest frustrations, especially when you're trying to scale an organization, is you've learned how to do something really, really well. Now you got to onboard somebody else. Mm. And that's why there's a lot of softwares now, like Notation, that are allowing you to make this, do this at scale, where you can, like, hey, when you come into an organization, here's all the checklists. You know, like you want to know how to do this, boom, it's right there. You want to know how to do this, boom. And it's it's, the simpler you make it, the faster people learn and they feel a little bit, I guess, like they have a little more autonomy. For me, one of the things that I've loved and I've used and I use in my personal life is I want to become more intentional with um, follow up. I'm a, I'm my my personality is not hardwired for follow up. It's not hardwired to like think about people and say, oh, I loved what you did today, all that kind of stuff. But I know that that action has a lot of value for people, right? It has a lot of you know growth on that thing. So what I did is I created um, basically a seven email a week. So every single week, I'm going to send seven specific emails. One is a thank you to a coworker. One is an appreciation to somebody that I have admire from afar and a couple different lines. These are the ones where I know these are high value relationship touches. Then what I set up in ClickUp is a simple form where I just go in and I type one or two sentences in the email address. And then ClickUp has the pre-made template of how the email looks. It puts it in there and it sends it off automatically. Um, and so then I don't have to think about it. I don't have to rewrite that email again. I don't have to, you know, all I have to do is put this person, this is what I appreciate about them. And this is why I appreciate that. And boom, auto formed email gone. And I don't have to think about it. And so now all I do is set up a little alarm once, once a day. So every single day I've got another alarm that goes from there. And I just on the alarm, it's got the link, tap the link, fill it out right there. Boom. And I go from there. And so I've automated my follow-up, my feedback process with people so that I don't drop the ball on that. 
I love that. Um, yeah. I'm excited to get my follow-up ClickUp email from you at some yes. point down the line. Even if oh, it's yeah. like totally generic, I think that'll be like the coolest thing. Right. Michael, thank you so much for sharing with us. This was phenomenal. Uh, I'm looking forward to having you back on soon. Love it. Love the time together. If you found today's podcast valuable, would you please share it with one friend that's looking to be more time efficient? As I'm positive, this would be a valuable value add to their life. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all of our other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home online at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.